Section ten of Letters to Dead Authors. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey. Letters to Dead Authors by Andrew Lang. Ten to Monsieur Chapelain monsieur you were a popular writer and an honourable over-educated upright gentleman of the latter character you can never be deprived and i doubt not it stands you in better stead where you are than the laurels which flourished so gaily and faded so soon laurel is green for a season and love is fair for a day but love grows bitter with treason and laurel outlives not may i know not if mr swinburne is correct in his botany but your laurel certainly outlived not may nor can we hope that you dwell where orpheus and where homer are some other crown some other paradise we cannot doubt it awaits un si bonhomme but the moral excellence that even boileau admitted la foi l'honneur la probité do not in parnassus avail the popular poet and some luckless musset or théophile regnier or villard attains a kind of immortality denied to the man of many contemporary editions and of a great commercial success if ever for the confusion of horace any poet was made you sir should have been that fortunately manufactured article you were in matters of the muses the child of many prayers never since adam's day have any parents but yours prayed for a poet child then destiny that mocks the desires of men in general and fathers in particular heard the appeal and presented monsieur chapelain and jeanne corbiere his wife with the future author of la pucelle oh futile hopes of men oh pectora caica all was done that education could do for a genius which among other qualities especially lacked fire and imagination and an ear for verse sad defects these in a child of the muses your training in all the mechanics and metaphysics of criticism might have made you exclaim like rasselas enough thou hast convinced me that no human being can ever be a poet unhappily you succeeded in convincing cardinal richelieu that to be a poet was well within your powers you received a pension of one thousand crowns and were made captain of the cardinal's minstrels as monsieur de treville was captain of the king's musketeers ah pleasant age to live in when good intentions in poetry were more richly endowed than ever is research even research in prehistoric english 
among us niggard moderns how i wish i knew a cardinal or even as you did a prime minister who would praise and pension me but envy be still your existence was more happy indeed you constructed odes corrected sonnets presided at the hotel rambouillet while the learned ladies were still young and fair and you enjoyed a prodigious celebrity on the score of your yet unpublished epic who indeed says a sympathetic author m theophile gautier could expect less than a miracle from a man so deeply learned in the laws of art a perfect turk in the science of poetry a person so well pensioned and so favoured by the great bishops and politicians combined in perfect good faith to advertise your merits hard must have been the heart that could resist the testimonials of your skill as a poet offered by the duc de montausier and the learned huet bishop of avranches and monseigneur godot bishop of vence or monsieur colbert who had such a genius for finance if bishops and politicians and prime ministers skilled in finance and some critics menage and sarrazin and vaugelas if ladies of birth and taste if all the world in fact combined to tell you that you were a great poet how can we blame you for taking yourself seriously and appraising yourself at the public estimate it was not in human nature to resist the evidence of the bishops especially and when every minor poet believes in himself on the testimony of his own conceit you may be acquitted of vanity if you listened to the plaudits of your friends nay you ventured to pronounce judgment on contemporaries whom posterity has preferred to your perfections moliere said you understands the nature of comedy and presents it in a natural style the plot of his best pieces is borrowed but not without judgment his morale is fair and he has only to avoid scurrility excellent unconscious popular chaplain of yourself you observed in a report on contemporary literature that your courage and sincerity never allowed you to tolerate work not absolutely good and yet you regarded la pucelle with some complacency on the pucelle you were occupied during a generation of mortal men i marvel not at the length of your labours as you received a yearly pension till the epic was finished but your muse was no alcmena and no hercules was the result of that prolonged night of creations first you gravely wrote out it was the task of five years all the compositions in prose 
ah why did you not leave it in that commonplace but appropriate medium what says the precieuse about you in boileau's satire in chapelain for all his foes have said she finds but one defect he can't be read it thinks the world might taste his maiden's woes if only he would turn his verse to prose the verse had been prose and prose perhaps it should have remained yet for this precious pucelle in the age when paradise lost was sold for five pounds you are believed to have received about four thousand horace was wrong mediocre poets may exist now and then and he was a wise man who first spoke of aurea mediocritas at length the great work was achieved a work thrice blessed in its theme that divine maiden to whom france owes all and whom you and voltaire have recompensed so strangely in folio in italics with a score of portraits and engravings and cul de lampe the great work was given to the world and had a success six editions in eighteen months are figures which fill the poetic heart with envy and admiration and then alas the bubble burst a great lady madame de longueville hearing the pucelle read aloud murmured that it was perfect indeed but perfectly wearisome then the satires began and the satirists never left you till your poetic reputation was a rag till the mildest abbe at menage had his cheap sneer for chapelain i make no doubt sir that envy and jealousy had much to do with the onslaught on your pucelle these qualities alas are not strange to literary minds does not even hesiod tell us potter hates potter and poet hates poet but contemporary spites do not harm true genius who suffered more than moliere from cabals yet neither the court nor the town ever deserted him and he is still the joy of the world i admit that his adversaries were weaker than yours what were bourseau and le boulanger and thomas corneille and de Vizet? what were they all compared to your enemy boileau brassette tells a story which really makes a man pity you there was a monsieur de puymorin who to be in the fashion laughed at your once popular epic it is all very well for a man to laugh who cannot even read whereon monsieur de puymorin replied qu'il n'avoit que trop su lire depuis que chapelain s'étoit avisé de faire imprimer a new horror had been added to the accomplishment of reading since chapelain had published 
this repartee was applauded and monsieur de puymorin tried to turn it into an epigram he did complete the last couplet hélas pour mes péchés je n'ai su que trop lire depuis que tu fais imprimer but by no labour would monsieur de puymorin achieve the first two lines of his epigram then you remember what great allies came to his assistance i almost blush to think that monsieur despreaux monsieur racine and monsieur de moliere the three most renowned wits of the time conspired to complete the poor jest and madden you well bubble as your poetry was you may be proud that it needed all these sharpest pens to prick the bubble other poets as popular as you have been annihilated by an article macaulay puts forth his hand and satan montgomery was no more it did not need a macaulay the laughter of a mob of little critics was enough to blow into space but you probably have met montgomery and of contemporary failures or successes i do not speak i wonder sometimes whether the consensus of criticism ever made you doubt for a moment whether after all you were not a false child of apollo was your complacency tortured as the complacency of true poets has occasionally been by doubts did you expect posterity to reverse the verdict of the satirists and to do you justice you answered your earliest assailant liniere and by a few changes of words turned his epigrams into flattery but i fancy on the whole you remained calm unmoved wrapped up in admiration of yourself according to m de marivaux who reviewed as i am doing the spirits of the mighty dead you conceived on the strength of your reputation a great and serious veneration for yourself and your genius probably you were protected by this invulnerable armour of an honest vanity probably you declared that mere jealousy dictates the lines of boileau and that chapelain's real fault was his popularity and his pecuniary success <laughs> qu'il soit le mieux renté de tous les beaux esprits this you would avow was your offence and perhaps you were not altogether mistaken yet posterity declines to read a line of yours and as we think of you we are again set face to face with that eternal problem how far is popularity a test of poetry burns was a poet and popular byron was a popular poet and the world agrees in the verdict of their own generation but montgomery though he sold so well was no poet nor sir i fear was your verse made of the stuff of immortality criticism cannot hurt what is truly great 
the cardinal and the academy left chimene as fair as ever and as adorable it is only pinchbeck that perishes under the acids of satire gold defies them yet i sometimes ask myself does the existence of popularity like yours justify the malignity of satire which blesses neither him who gives nor him who takes are poisoned arrows fair against a bad poet i doubt it sir holding that even unpricked a poetic bubble must soon burst by its own nature yet satire will assuredly be written so long as bad poets are successful and bad poets will assuredly reflect that their assailants are merely envious and while their vogue lasts that prime ministers and the purchasing public are the only judges monsieur votre très humble serviteur andrew lang End of section 10